0: How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the RoarCast. We are starting our fall takeover weeks. And first up, we have women's soccer. So it's going to be a good episode. We had uh, seniors Sam Slusher and Julia Allen, along with junior Kayla Lee and head coach Tracy Bartholomew join us for a really good episode. Every other week, Columbia Athletics is going to be spotlighting different fall team uh, whose season was... They're canceled or postponed to the spring, depending on how you look at it, and depending on what happens. So uh, they were first on the list and joined joining me today is Kyle Matrician. Uh, Megan Rojas is on assignment.
1: On assignment. I was on assignment for our last episode.
0: So, yeah, so it all we, it all equals out.
1: You know, we got
0: we've, we've gotta we've gotta rotate here. Maybe
1: there'll be an episode where it's me and Roe and you're on assignment.
0: Yeah, I, I was just saying next week I'll probably be off. There you go. <laughs>
1: there you go. Actually what we're really doing is we're all just trying to take take time here and there, and we're just saying we're on assignment. She's in the field. She's she's field reporting right now. She's she on assignment. Yep. On assignment. Well, Mike, um, you know, just injury update for you and for everybody. I played golf for the first time today. Not today. Sorry. Earlier this week. Two days lied. ago. Two
0: days ago. Two days
1: ago. Two days ago. Two days from the recording of this you flexing your
0: wrists, and it makes me think that you're still injured. Oh, look at it. It's like it's, – it's like
1: pretty much – it's all the way. It is sore. This is so, you know, I'm sure – Anybody who listens remembers I uh, took a tumble, broke my wrist, sprained my ankle, gave myself a concussion back in June. But played golf for the first time a couple days ago on my birthday and uh, made it through without very many issues. So was happy to be back out there. Played really well, even birdied a hole. So I was pretty excited about that.
0: Yeah.
1: Mike, I heard you're training for the half marathon.
0: Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be training for a half marathon, but I did. We're, the day we recorded this, I just got done running a 15K. So that's Ooh. 9.25 miles. Did it very slowly, very slowly. I sprained my ankle a couple of weeks ago at, during training. So it kind of slowed me down a little bit, but it's... Communication staff's
1: on the, the IL. It's
0: the furthest I've ever run, and I got through it, and hopefully I'll get to run the real race in my hometown of Utica, New York, next year. Because where I live in Woodridge, New Jersey, is a pretty hilly place. So uh, it's pretty challenging course. I sent the the course to my brother who ran cross country in track and field in high school and ran cross country in college. And he's like, good luck with that when I sent him the course. <laughs> he's like, I'm not doing that. Like, so but we got through it. Um busy day. And now here I am talking to you.
1: Well the, that 15K is about 14 and a half more Ks than I've done today. So I did I did do about a half a K walking to my car driving to pick up my lunch at the empanada factory. Shout out to the empanada factory in Lyndhurst.
0: So this is the first week of virtual classes at Columbia. Originally, we were slated to open up at about 60% capacity, but that obviously changed as, um, you know, COVID numbers continue to come in and kind of follow the lead of some our Ivy League uh, brethren at Princeton and Penn, so everything is virtual right now. And uh, it was great to catch up with uh, members of our women's soccer program. Who we when we talked to them, they said they'd be in about their sixth game by now, which is crazy right. to think about.
1: That's right. So it was really good conversation. No, no big spoilers this week. No big spoilers. No big teases. We're just going to tease it a little bit right now. Yeah. But you know, Tracy's always really, really good to talk to. Um, I've always really enjoyed being around her team, the games that I've been there. So we had three players on. The podcast, two seniors, Sam and Juliet, and junior Kayla Lee. Um, So we're going to head to commercial, and when we come back, you're going to hear from head coach Tracy Bartholomew and the women's soccer team.
0: We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Lions. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery we've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends to give us a try go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code athletic20 for 20% off your first order
1: all right welcome back to the roarcast this week's First episode of our Team Takeover Weeks has us with the women's soccer team. We're joined now by the head coach, Tracy Bartholomew. We're joined by Kayla Lee, Juliet Allen, and Sam Slusher. All over the place, all over the country right now. I I was talking to them before we came on. Sam, you're from Oregon, but I forgot already where you said you are. Uh, But you're from Oregon. Juliet's uh, from California, California. And Kayla, you're from New Jersey, and I think you're actually in New Jersey. So we got all the time zones covered. And Tracy, I believe, are you in the city
2: right now? I'm in New Jersey.
1: Oh, you're in New Jersey, too. Where are you?
2: I'm in Harrington Park, it's called. Small Bergen County, north.
1: We've yep. got uh, bro. You're not in New Jersey. I asked you that before. Not
2: right? currently, no. No,
1: but Mike and yeah. I live in Mike and I live in Jersey. So we've got four people in New Jersey on this podcast. Five New Jersey ins, maybe on this podcast.
0: Mm. We um, maybe we'll have to bring back the bagel talk this week. <laughs> well, we will have to bring back the bagel talk. <laughs>
1: that would be actually. We're gonna just pivot right now. We're just gonna go to bagels.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this their team highlight is when I bring bagels in from Jersey. Yeah. So yeah, that's out. something we know a lot of yeah everyone wants to hate on jersey until we get bagels
3: <laughs> get
0: bagels or... or pizza Top notch. <laughs> quickly p- pivot to those to those food topics
1: that's really what this whole podcast is now about um <laughs> but we've just started the school year the fall semester it obviously looks very different as evident by this podcast that we're hosting right now from all over the place Um, but the first thing I want to ask Kayla, Juliet and Sam is, you know, how, how is the semester for you guys so far? Does it feel the same because you just did this in the spring or is it still different? I guess, Juliet, will start with you.
4: Um, I think it feels different. I think we're all kind of adjusted a little bit more. Um, I think also the professors have had some time to adjust their classes a little bit more to the, to, um, the online portal. So. It's better, I think, for students also and for teachers. The adjustment's been made, um, but it's always gonna be strange. It's never gonna be like second nature, so.
1: And Kayla, Juliet, I know I saw you yesterday. We recorded Mm -hmm. the uh, Jeopardy! episode that's going up on Wednesday, so everybody can look forward to that. Kayla, the uh, Welcome Back, the Roaring Remote (laughs) event will be happening the night of uh, the day that this podcast goes up on Monday.
3: Yeah, so know, we just recorded those it.
1: segments with you yesterday as well. That was a lot of fun. I think that's going to turn out really good. But um, that was a lot of fun. Kayla, why don't you give us some insight into how, the, for people, you know, that aren't students right now, like how exactly does your school day start, you know, and how different is that from how it normally would be?
3: All right. Well, usually when we're on campus, we obviously have practiced, like, really, really early in the morning, and Tracy knows I am not a morning person. The first day of preseason, I think my freshman year, Tracy was like, what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> smile. Like, you're getting to play soccer. and Like, you're sitting And I was like, Tracy, I'm just not a morning person. These 6 a.m. buses are not going to work for me. But um, that's changed a little bit. I'm still not a morning person. My first class starts at, like, 10 every morning, so I usually roll up around like nine fifty, get out of bed, walk like three steps to my desk and then like get ready for Zoom class. Um so I guess that aspect of having the motivation to like get up, go to class, it's a lot it's a lot less now that I'm home. But um I told myself I was gonna really try this semester, so we'll see how that goes <laughs>
0: Sam walk us through a little bit of, of your daily routine is it similar to Juliet and Kayla or do you do it a little bit differently
5: I'm a little different I'm a little bit more of a morning person being on the west coast I was gonna I say five- I, could,
1: I get that vibe just by looking at you on the zoom call right now you're like <laughs> one of the few of us that feel like is fully dressed right now and awake
5: yeah I start my day at 5 40 twice a week and at 7 10 the other two days of the week. So I got an early schedule this semester, but I'm done at 8.30 a.m. on Wednesdays, which means I have the whole day. So I'm luckily living with a few friends in Southern California. And since I'm now a senior, I'm trying to have a little more fun, which means I'm going paddleboarding and going to the beach. Uh, so we'll see. I'm hoping to continue that through the rest of the semester, but definitely an early, early semester for me this semester.
1: Uh, Sam and Juliet, the two of you are seniors. Kayla, you're a junior, but you know, I do want to hit on this a little bit. You knew this was like a possibility this semester that this was going to be your senior year, um, so you know, how did that kind of sink in for you guys once you like officially knew that this summer?
5: I think it was pretty disheartening. I think I spent the first few weeks after the announcement being pretty upset about it, but it's not a great situation for anybody in the world. Um, so I think now I'm just like trying to find the positives. I'm still happy to be living with my friends and having a team around me, even if I'm not with them. Um, but it was, it was hard. It was a hard adjustment to make and hard to adjust your expectations that, you know, you're not getting your senior season and you're not getting all of the like fun senior events that you've looked forward to. But on the bright side, I got three really good years of Columbia and Columbia soccer. So I think, um, trying to focus on that and not on the things I'm missing.
4: Yeah, I think I was in the same boat. Um, I think the athlete, the athletics community is pretty tight knit. And so I think once the um, announcement came out, it was like we all kind of turned to each other, whether it was your teammates or people on other teams, because um, we're kind of all in the same boat. And so that was nice to have. So that made the transition a little bit better. Um, And I think the more that you talk to people about it, the more, like, perspective you gain about, like, they did this for, like, the decision was made for a reason. I think the alternative of going back and playing soccer and playing fall sports and then, heaven forbid, something like a breakout happening and things like that at the school would be a lot worse. And so I think if you look at, like, the global perspective, we're pretty lucky to, like Sam said, have had those three years and have spent a ton of time in New York and, now we can kind of, you know, do what we're supposed to be doing and hang out and, you know, hopefully this passes and, you know, do our duty. But it was sad. But I think, yeah, once you get that perspective, it's a lot easier to swallow.
5: I still very much have my fingers crossed for the spring and for some sort oh, yeah. of oh, reality yeah. I really too. So I think yeah. the fact definitely that not all yeah. hope is lost has been pretty nice also. Definitely. Yeah, definitely.
1: Tracy, I feel like that says a lot about like, you know, just those two sentiments from two of your seniors about your senior class as a whole, right?
2: Well, yeah, I tell you, I, we're really lucky. And it starts in the recruiting process and recruiting the right people to the program with great character. And this class in particular, they're incredibly intelligent. I didn't even know you could get over a 4.0 until they showed up. And then a bunch <laughs> of them just started doing it. So it became trendy, I guess. Um, but anyway, they, uh, they're just such remarkable young women. I, I couldn't be more proud. Um, it's hard for me to look at them and hear them talk about it because, you know, you work so hard to have this moment. And, you know, for me, they're still a part of this team culture. They're still a part of leading us through all of something that no one's ever been through. And, and to be honest, they're doing such a good job with that. And and I feel very fortunate to, to have them there helping along the way, because it's just, it's not easy. And I think, you know, with life, you have to have some perspective and, you know, I think you just, it's also, instead of focusing on everything taken, why don't we focus on what we have in front of us? What can we do in the meantime? How can we have an impact somewhere else so that we have value in our life? And, you know, it's, it's part of who they are anyway. And we've known that for a long time. So it's, it's, I mean, they're just such a good group, but it's nice to see them. I, I, to be honest, I'm so, I miss everyone so much. I, it's, it's so weird. I miss 25 something years of coaching. And this is the longest I have ever been around not being around players or people or I mean, young people, people keep me young. You know, my kids keep me crazy, but the young players keep me feeling a little young.
0: <laughs> walk us through a little bit of what life's been like for you during all this, Tracy. Uh, you know, you have to manage the day-to-day changes with everything going on with the pandemic and still manage recruiting and, you know, decisions being made, whether, you know, kids are de-enrolling and things like that. So walk us through that process and what it's like, especially here um, in the Ivy League.
2: Well, I I think it's a little bit complicated with some of our rules and things. And, you know, I'm glad that the NCAA blanket gave eligibility back to people to make some decisions. And we've had a number of our players make decisions that maybe leave of absence is the right thing for them or a withdrawal. And we always make it about the individual, you know, collectively, I'm not going to dictate what someone decides to do or not do. That's a family decision. That's a personal decision. Um, you know, we're here for them in in ways. And so just trying to help them manage what makes the most sense. You know, I mean, I'm looking at three three individuals and knowing, you know, they're going to have jobs straight out going to do whatever. I mean, Kayla had an opportunity to get surgery because of what happened. And so, you know, we try to help them as individuals make the right decisions as best they can. And, you know, I think it's going to be not just now, but eventually in months to come and years to come, what kids decide to do with their careers as athletes. I think the big thing for me, and and this is across our program and many, the athletes we're recruiting to these programs in the Ivy League are incredible and they, you know, deserve every right to have every opportunity to play if that's what they choose to do. So I know we're going to have players that will graduate and go and play at other colleges and grad school and possibly stay around and, and, and play. And so like, we've tried to make an individual conversations with, with them and, you know, it's been very different. I, I love giving them the summer. They know that the summer, like just enjoy it. Like you guys work, this is, they've never had a pause in their life. I probably ever, the only time they ever kind of get when they can train and work out in the summer and get ready to come back. And to be honest for me, like sometimes it was, it was weird in August, to just have a few extra weeks. And I was just kind of pretending that it was still July and, you know, maybe compartmentalizing my life a little, um, you know, but now getting in the season and starting, like I know we'll start to do more together, and and that's, I'm looking forward to kind of just holistically approaching the semester, and how do we become, you know, just have better impact across the board, and and help each other through a a difficult time, and I know they'll do that.
1: What are your, uh, I know Ro normally asks this, I think uh, she had to hop off for a second, but what are your team meetings and things look like now like you doing calls with like the entire team on zoom are you kind of doing in smaller groups like how how is like the adjustment been to doing that i know sometimes even when we're just recording these podcasts and it's happened to us already like we talk over each other because it's just hard to realize when somebody else is about to speak right so. Yeah,
2: it is. Right. It's, it's how do you gauge when to open your mouth or unmute or it is like <laughs> what is going? It's like reading a text. Right. You can, but at least you can see visual if I got my eyes or I you know, make expressions or laughing. So, you know, I, like I said, we really wanted them to have the summer. We would meet here and there about, you know, trying to be honest about maybe how things were shaping up for them, even though we were working extremely hard to come back to play. And we're actually meeting after this um so you know we, we've tried to focus to help you know the the upperclassmen know sort of what's coming they know the school year even though it's different i, I think i have a lot of worry about the first years um what's happening with them like they're getting email 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 all these people they don't even know who people are and then they don't even know each other and so for us we've try to make a focus on getting them a little bit closer we're going to do more with with these guys that you see here as well as the rest of the team to to, you know, one of the things that's been our greatest strength is our team chemistry and getting along and caring for each other. And so that kind of will take a big, you know, focus for us. And so, you know, we're looking forward to kind of getting this schedule. This is the week where they figure they shake out their classes, right? Who, what did they get? And then from there, we'll sort of establish a little bit of a pattern of meeting as a team and then smaller groups. I think I enjoy like just having like, this is a good sized group where you can interact. You can, you know, we like breakout rooms, you know some more um you know personal touches on stuff um but it's tricky you know it's but it's also convenient right you can just kind of hop on I mean we've had to you know make fun of a few players who are like sideways lying down most of their Mm. meetings and you know pick them up and you know stuff like that but I mean it's you know we'll look forward to kind of really getting more into it as the season and their schedules as they've sorted themselves out right I mean Sam's up at eight you know, or five, I should say, Kayla's like, wants to go back to bed, you know, so we'll figure kind of the stretch here coming up, which will be nice to kind of get a little bit more of a scheduled pattern with the team.
0: Going back to the players a little bit, I know, Juliet and Sam, you you guys mentioned that you were not at at home. What went into your decision to kind of go away from your hometowns and, and stay with friends and everything like that?
5: I really wanted to have as much of a senior year as I could. But I also wanted to make sure that I was safe and adhering to COVID guidelines and not putting my family in danger. And I'm lucky to have a lot of extended family in Southern California. So I wanted to escape the Portland rain and be with some friends. And I was lucky enough to be able to make that work. I'm living with a girl on the Columbia basketball team. So I have a workout buddy also, which is really nice. Um, But yeah, I just I wanted to be by my friends and be in the sun. If I wasn't going to be in New York, I figured Southern California sounded like sort of the next best option.
4: Yeah. And similar. So similar. I, I mean, as much as I want to be in New York, um, it's funny. I I always been talking about this whole summer. I've spent my last two summers, freshman year, summer, and sophomore year, summer, um, both in New York city and working there. And so I really, in the past three years, since I left, um, from high school I've only been home for like a month at a time really and so to come home and be home for six months was a huge adjustment especially I'm from like a suburb outside of San Francisco so it's nothing like New York Um, and it was nice to be home and kind of get that recharge Um, but I was missing the separation of like home and work or home and school because I would wake up and I'd go downstairs and do classes and then i'd go back upstairs and that would be where i'd sleep at night so it was less of a um less of a separation and i think that was hard to deal with um so i'm in texas now which is super random but um, i'm also living with some other athletes um and they were all close to here so it was good proximity for them and it's a fun town i'm in austin and so it's a fun town to be in Um, And as long as you're, you know, abiding by COVID um, regulations and things like that. But um, yeah, I think I wanted some semblance of a senior year. And although it's far from New York, um, I still feel like I've gained a little bit more independence and living with friends. So very similar.
0: Kayla, did you think about going somewhere other than New Jersey or uh, was it going to be home the only option for you?
3: New Jersey for me. (laughs) (laughs) my family's been like very cautious about me going out and like I'm not even allowed to see some of like my family members um so yeah we've been playing it on the safe side so I think it was best for me to just like be home
1: All right I'm going to change the atmosphere of this conversation get into a little you know brighter side TikTok's been the rage this summer oh my So God. I, wanna know, I want to know I want to know what TikTok because we even have like a whole section of the Welcome Back to Roaring Remotely event dedicated to TikToks so I want to know from the three of you what are some great TikToks that we've done this summer
3: oh I have plenty <laughs> I I make highlights anytime I have like you know like five minutes here or there I'll just like make a quick TikTok
4: um.
5: <laughs> your TikToks are amazing
4: yeah they really are yeah, thank you <laughs>
5: It's what a big is a, what, course of bonding for me And my cousins and my sister So I feel like I'm like too old You know for them sometimes They're like in middle school and they think I'm old and washed up But I pull out my TikTok and they're like oh, She can hang
1: <laughs> Wow So you hear that Mike you, you I know. can't hang
0: no. That's
1: not, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> She pulls out TikTok So she can hang with the younger crew So I don't know what do we pull out We're like oh look we have Instagram <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. But Kayla, all right. Kayla makes a lot of TikToks. So Juliet, you said her TikToks were really good. So what, what's one that you remember?
4: Oh my gosh. Anyone, one of Kayla Lee and her little sister makes me so happy because they're like carbon copies of each other. Like they're so, they're so like anything that one does, anything that Kayla does, like her sister will do it. And I think it's adorable. And Lots of energy there. Her sister has so much energy, and I didn't think it was possible to have any more energy than Kayla Lee, but
5: <laughs>
4: they, make a, they make a really Personally, good really.
5: Personally, anytime Kayla Lee's dancing, I'm a fan, oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I miss the energy in the locker room, and TikTok's the next closest I'm going to get, so when she approved my follow <laughs> request, I was pretty excited about
3: that.
1: Big moment.
5: Yeah, I, only,
3: I only let a few people follow me, so you're one of the select few, Sam.
5: <laughs> I feel honored.
1: Gotta say, I haven't been on TikTok in probably about two months now, but it's like, I've been wow. on it maybe three times in my life, and every time I'm on it, I can't escape the scroll. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it just gets you. Do well,
4: you I'll ever see. get the
3: messages that are like, hey, you've been scrolling for too long, like, maybe you should stop. I get those like three <laughs> times a day. I feel like, you, no. <laughs> no.
1: It's like Netflix asks you if you're still watching.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll have to, to see if Kayla can send us uh, one of her TikToks and we'll use it to tease uh, this section of the podcast. I think that'll be, I think that'll line up pretty well. I
3: gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta <laughs> consult the uh, archive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> through the drafts. <laughs> gotta find a good one. Tracy, you gonna get on TikTok? Any any thoughts of on that?
2: I have a seven year old son who keeps asking, "Can we download TikTok?" I'm like, "No, we're not." (laughs) So I I heard people sit on it; they can't get enough of it. Then my every iPad I have will start shooting me stuff already. So I'm holding out, even though I think I could probably do a pretty good video series with him at some point. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I'm trying to get trying to get some talents for our talents this week on our promo, so we working on some things. Not TikTok, though.
1: JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's j a g o n e p t.com for more information. Crazy, why don't you talk about I know like it's got to be really interesting for your freshman this year, right? Mm. Because I'd uh, like th- this is probably hopefully the only freshman class that will experience entering college this way right and I know the last month for all head coaches has been just I don't even want to be where your head had to be at for the last month like as decisions were being made every day it seemed like something new and you know there originally there was going to be freshmen sophomores on campus and then that was changed and then people had houses and now they don't so you know can you kind of give us like a status update on your freshman class?
2: So we had a great, you know, class coming in, very big. So it was a lot to sort of process um, all of those, also a transfer as well. And so it really, it shook them at the core. I think the upperclassmen had some time to process not being on campus. And so the freshmen and sophomores were really, they were coming early to quarantine all over the place. They actually were getting tickets. um, Plans were in place with, because some were from Texas, Florida, California. and, And so they were about to do that. And then when they, when you know, it was Princeton announced, then Penn and, you know, it was like Penn, Princeton, us, and it was like, oh, and, you know, it's hard. I think one of the hardest things for them has been watching their friends go away and playing and training at these schools, similar to these guys, and so they have friends everywhere playing, meeting new people, and they're at home, so that sort of feeling of potential, you know, just upset and lonely, and, you know, some of them, we kind of tried to, once, you know, they were mad, and they were upset, what getting through that, a lot of them, we have refocused on a lot of them, they pass an outside competition waiver, which was a huge sort of thing that they were able to do for everybody. And so there, a lot of them are able to go back to their club team. So we're like kind of recruited them from the club team. Now they go back to the club team. And so they're able to sort of train and have a place to, to compete. And everyone's different across the country, right? It's so weird. Like we're not playing, but you know, and like California is different than Florida. And so, so they're playing um, and trying to obviously manage, Um, just starting online. I, you know, academically, the challenges, I know the upperclassmen, like grab the hands of those girls and guide them through like what buildings to go, where to go. I mean, they're in their own homes, they can find where to go. But all the other things that make Columbia great, and all the success and well being all of these things, just the connections that they need to be successful, you know, is something that we've got to get to them. And so we're, you know, we're really mindful of that, and really going to try to I mean, these guys do a great job. They're like big sisters to them. They like walk them pretty much, you know, right through their class schedules and so many things. So, you know, we're lucky that that sort of culture is in place, but now they're still where they are. And so, you know, we've got to continue to figure out how to, to know where they're at, I mean, and not seeing them as much. So we've got some like more meetings set up for them to meet with us and, and things like that. But it's definitely, by this point, we would be six games in talking, you know, just, we would know them and our upper class would know them even more. And so that's the part I, I you know, I feel for them and I have their parents, I know their parents feel for them as well. And, you know, but at the same time, like, you know, we just have to hope that we can turn a corner on this at some point. And like you said, this is the only time that this happens. And, you know, I think, you know, we're, we're strong and we're going to get through this. And I, I know that about them. And, and so, you know, we just got help help, you know, along the way when, when they need it and know where to go for problems or questions or asks and things. So, but it's, it's such a great group. And I know these guys would really like them. And, um, you know, that's the part that's hard to, you know, you work so hard to have a team and, you know, just bring them in. And so that it's just, you know, you have those pieces that you get frustrated that you can't, you know, have what you're used to having, but, you know, I know we're, we'll figure our ways around it.
4: I have to say like to their credit also, from our perspective, they've been really independent and really good about it. And I've been so surprised because I remember like as a freshman the first week of preseason, I was like, what are my classes? What do I schedule? Like poor Carly Topping, who was one of the older pre-meds when I was a freshman, was like, okay, calm down. It's not that bad. Like you're the class you need to take. And I just remember freaking out and we have like a pre-med group chat and they're like, Yeah, we're good. Like, cool. Those are the class we should take. Like they've been super, you know, and it also goes, you know, to that that's just like the kind of girls we recruit. But um yeah, they've been they've been so great. So I'll say that from our end. Also, they've been super independent about it.
2: That's awesome. That great. makes me smile to see that. You know, you don't oh, yeah. always know yeah. what happens behind these group chats, right? Yeah, Where, and know, maybe they're
4: scared and they're just like not saying anything. Everyone's but...
2: scared of me, you guys. I mean, yeah, yeah.
4: It's <laughs> like just a, it's a
2: given. Like it just comes to the come territory. To like it comes like, to the
1: territory being a head coach, right? Oh,
2: I know. I'd like to joke around. I don't know why. <laughs>
1: Well, Tracy, you said yeah. Uh, you know, at this point, when you were when you were speaking, you said at this point you would be six games into the season, yep. and you know it would be like a whole different mentality of where you guys are at. So that I I do want to talk about related to that. You know, this is the first time we've had you we've had this team, and this will be the first time we've had many teams on this new podcast that we have. So I do want to talk about the athletic part of it, and I do want to talk about you know those times if we can like kind of go back to last fall, right? When you guys went nine, three, 4 four, three, one and three in the Ivy League, you had a really good non-conference season. This uh Kayla, Sam, and Juliet, I mean, every single year that they've been here, they've been part of a winning team of a mm-hmm. of a winning season. Um, so I kind of want to throw it to the players first. Last year, I mean, what was like one memorable moment for you guys last year? I know I worked the the four-nothing win over Drexel. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, uh, I, I worked, that, I worked that game for Carly. I filled in for Carly and then I remember I went down to Tracy on the field and I was like, you have to tell Carly she's fired. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, is there any like memorable moments? It doesn't even have to be from last year, but from, uh, from your years at Columbia.
3: I think that the, towards the end of our Ivy league season was probably like the peak of like what I thought, um, or like from my experiences, like being on this team, I think our game against Yale was a really special game. And I think that our team chemistry and like the way we played together in that game, it just really showed through because Yale's obviously a great team. They're really aggressive, and I think that we raised our level and we won three-one. I think it was.
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, y'all came um, into that game, Yale came into that game eleven and three. They were four and one in the league and yeah, yeah. Uh, you guys that, that was like that we're was uh, like a huge win for you guys you know like a real yeah. like I mean oh, it was late in the season but it kind of showed you know that you guys not only that year but in years to come were like a, you know definitely one of the powerhouses in the league
3: yeah especially having so many goals taken from us that season and just feeling like we couldn't catch a break I think that was a really good game that we kind of just like broke through and like pro- like proved ourselves.
1: Carly would know this, but I forget what it was. I think Yale was like really high RPI, right? Coming Mm. into that game, Tracy, do you remember what it was?
2: There, and this is, it shook up at the tail end because we were following all of that with the NCAA stuff, but they were like 34, 38, Harvard was like 37, somewhere in there at the tail end of of that. And um, not to steal any thunder but this team still is on an unbeaten streak right now so we hadn't we haven't lost since October 5th 2019 so this group is still undefeated at least we can live in that like weird uh bubble with that um you know I mean we finished RPI in the top 50 this past year and I mean the Ivy League women's soccer was on fire and we were I mean top five or six in the country in conferences and winning percentage last year so you know you talk about the level that the program was at and you know that's what makes this especially hard it was like we were having a very good spring. Um, some, some great stuff was happening and, you know, we outshot every team in the Ivy league last year. Uh, I think tied Brown, maybe that, or, it, you know, we, I think we even outshot Brown at the time. And, and, um, so, you know, I mean, we just, we knew we needed to work on our finishing. So that was obviously focused. you got some good finishers coming in, in the freshman class. So, you know, it made, it makes it, you know, especially hard right now, because I think a lot of things were set to knock down the walls that that were right in front of us, you know, and that we've been knocking. And I think this program is really come so far and you know these guys are a testament to that and the work that's been put in I mean I I think people ask about how I can handle this not having competition and you can watch it but like you should see these girls train like it's one of you feel like bad about yourself that you're not working hard you know when you watch them doing stuff so I miss that part of of them and you know some great moments I mean I think of some of the goals we scored last year Kayla's goal like I mean flicking over her head like I mean, you got, I, I'm just like looking at Juliet, so you can't even see your stitches from the Harvard game, you know, and that was the, you know, <clears> tail end, and, you know, I think what was so hard about it was you didn't want that year to end, because it was, you know, we really felt we were on a, such a great um, ride towards the tail end, so, you know, but I, I do think, like, that's, that's what the program's about, and that's what it w- is going to be about for, you know, as long as we're here, and making the alumni proud, and these guys will become alums, and we'll be making them proud, and so, you know, I mean, that stuff has been done for the people ahead of us, and, you know, I, I hope to continue that, you know, when we get to play again.
1: I, I wasn't there, so Tracy said, you can't even see the stitches from the Harvard game. I don't know what <laughs> happened, and maybe we'll have to edit this out. <laughs> but uh, you want to, you want to, like, kind of walk us through what happened
4: there? Oh, the Harvard game was fun. Harvard games are always fun because I think I, that's, a, that's what I miss most about, honestly, or not the most, but that's what I miss a lot about playing, about being in the Ivy League is that, like, I came from a really, like, from a high school where we had a huge rivalry and I loved being in a rivalry. And the whole Ivy League is a rivalry. <laughs> like, there's not a single team that you're like, we're buddies with that team. Like, every team is your rival, which makes game day so much fun. And so, but Harvard particularly is always our last game. And so it's always, like, kind of the cherry on top. And we wanted to beat them for, it's just it's like such a sore spot because I think we've only we beat them like three times in program history And we've come so close like since me and Sam have been here and Kayla have been here um, And before that as well. So that game was fun competitive
5: um, As far as the I interrupt stitches, you Because I'm not no. gonna let you sell yourself short on yeah. this game. <laughs> Juliet was a beast and came out on a huge save for us at the end of the game got her forehead gashed, was dripping in blood, and then came back out with her head bandaged to finish the game for us in goal. And I was so proud to be her teammate. It was an awesome <laughs> performance. And that was a fun game. although we didn't win, yeah, it was one of the most insane goalkeeping performances I've seen in my time at Columbia. So yeah. I'm not Except for Talia. Yourself short Except for Talia.
4: Yeah, Talia in the did center. go. You did have a field
5: player in goal.
4: <laughs> yeah, we did have a field player in goal for a second. Uh, <laughs> which was fun. Um, but it was oh, that's always, what we, that's what we wanted
1: to hear. hear. Yeah. I should have asked Sam. I should have asked Sam and uh, Kayla about Juliet's performance because she's trying to be humble. <laughs> Juliet's
4: too humble to tell yeah. us. Yeah. Yeah. think she about was awesome. like I just. That's the first thing I think about when I think of Harvard is just like rivalry. You know, that's I think you what know. we all think of. So that's why.
5: I think about the fact that we better have a spring season because I can't imagine graduating without having beat Harvard.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where do you where do you think that rivalry? came from with Harvard where, where do you think the origins are Tracy you want if you want to take that or if it's just been if it's if there's a specific moment or game that you think it really kind of went to another level
2: well you know these Ivy Leagues are set up with the same schedule year in year out and you know if you want to win a championship you've got to win at the end of the year for the most part is really what it comes down to so I think no matter what you know you're just you know chipping at them at the last I think six of the six years we've been here I mean there's probably three or four that have been overtime games I mean we the last two times we've had them at home I think we sh- we broke the shooting record 39 to like four we couldn't score to win the championship um that one year and so like it just you just hear from upperclassmen or the year they won or they scored at Harvard and the goal got taken back so they didn't win a championship so you just hear these stories and it just trickled down so I mean that's there and and you know they've won more championships and I think you know you just that's just part of sports right you got to beat that big team that's what you do you know and so but like Juliet said I there's not a, a team a program you're not excited I mean it's what makes the Ivy League so unique so special you just everyone is a battle and you you don't like anyone even though you have friends on the other team you don't like them in that moment and then your friends after but um, it's, it's certainly special and um you know these guys are a great part of that, and we'll continue that hopefully.
0: <laughs> so Juliet and Sam, you know it's a se- like we mentioned, it's your senior year. Walk us through uh, your plans after graduation, what you, you know what your majors are, and um, Juliet, we talked a little bit about this on Jeopardy, so people are going to hear that twice, but uh, talk about plans uh, after graduation.
4: Yeah, uh, so I'm studying biochem, biochemistry, pre-med um so my post-grad plans are or i guess this year i'll be studying a lot for the mcat taking that at some point in the spring or sometime thereafter um so that'll require a gap year before i'm actually going to medical school um what i want to do during that year is there's so, I could do anything I wanted to, honestly, um, there's really not a bad thing to do, I think, during your gap year, um, I think it's my time, I think I'm really excited for that time to be, like, more independent and not have school as, like, a driving part of my schedule, and so I'd love to volunteer, do something with patients, um, I want to work eventually in pediatrics. So if I can work in a children's hospital, that'd be great. Um, but just, I think my, my first priority will be studying, doing well in the MCAT, and then getting a lot more patient interaction time. Cause that's what I really like about um, medicine in that field. So that'll be my, that'll be my priority. Um, where that'll take me, I don't know. So it'll
0: be interesting. What are you, Sam?
5: I'm studying economics and computer science and Post grad, I'm actually going to move back out to the West Coast to LA and start working for a consulting firm out here that I interned for last summer, and I'm super excited to be starting there
0: next year. Great, getting your feet under you in Southern California this year. And Kayla, you're only a junior, but um, talk about your major and any internships. What do you what do you want to get into uh, when you graduate Columbia?
3: Um, So I'm also pre-med. Juliet obviously is like a great role model for being pre-med. I'm a psychology major, but I have not nearly done as much stuff as Juliet and Gracie and all the other pre-meds. I'm interested in being a physician's assistant um, post-grad, but I'm going to need to take a gap year probably. So now I'm kind of just figuring out how to balance school with essentially like volunteering and shadowing and stuff like that
0: Tracy how many pre-meds do you have on this team
2: <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen me walk with my limps and all these <laughs> you know I've got kids so I figure if we can put enough doctors out there I'll get some
0: that's the recruiting you know, plan I'm yeah.
2: um I just happened to be these I, we have so many different interests I mean these guys even when they come pre-med they end up going into research I mean there's so many different yeah. places that they end up I actually thought Kaylee was going to say she was going to be a social influencer on Instagram and TikTok. <laughs> um she's you know know going to brand herself that way so we'll be excited you know I was joking I mean she might want to go into acting I don't know something so we'll see what happens um as well but um yeah no I I wish I had the number off the top of my head I don't but you know you kind of come in that way but we've got we've got a lot of we got a lot of different people doing different things
3: I think in our freshman class half of them are pre-med I believe it's five five in the freshman class I think it's three in the sophomore class. Katie and I, mm-hmm. Malika was pre-med, but she's also in engineering, and it was just a lot for her. Yeah. Um, so now it's just me and Katie in our class, and then Juliet and Frankie.
1: Mike, I know who to uh, call. I know who to, I know who to find the rest of my life with all my <laughs> injury <right>. issues. <laughs> so, I is the don't know. I have a lot put of- it in the um, Columbia podcast. family. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, you guys don't even know like the amount, I just, I have very injury prone. So
0: like this summer <laughs> I
1: broke my wrist golfing uh, oh my and sprained my ankle and gave myself a concussion all in one fall. Oh
0: my God. So, <laughs> Holy
4: cow. I just yeah. golfed
1: for the first time earlier this oh week since, since oh the middle goodness. of June. So
0: my wrist wow. is, it's doing, it's doing all right yeah we always just have to tell kyle you know don't hurt yourself he says he's going to do something go on vacation try to do something a little adventurous i'm sure you want to do that like I just you know just, before we wrap up we wanted to know uh what some team conversations have been like regarding uh, some of the social unrest and some some initiatives you guys are planning to do this fall
5: our team has a few initiatives it is really important to our team to be registered to vote and something that's given me a lot of joy this summer to see how um, involved our team has been about um, voting and other uh, social justice issues across the board. Part of the benefit of being a part of such a close-knit team that's like a family here on Columbia Soccer is that we have a lot of these conversations, one of which has been trying to make sure every member on our team is registered to vote. Um, We also are looking into um, supporting our teammates to become poll workers this election season. One problem that's facing a lot of states is the lack of poll workers and being young and, for the most part, very healthy on our team. We're in a unique position where we can help. And so we are joining forces with a few other organizations um, to help encourage members of our team to support the polls and to work for their states this um, election season to help other people um, vote and make sure that we're getting, you know, doing our part and getting voter turnout this year. So that's a little bit what. It, what it, a little bit about what it looks like for our team in terms of voting, but um, definitely we're encouraging our friends, encouraging our teammates, and encouraging our families to make sure that they're out there and registered to vote.
1: That's really, it's uh, really good to hear. And I, Tracy, it sounds like this is a like player-led initiative, right?
2: Yeah, you know, we we set as a sort of a team and, and created a coalition for social injustice and inclusiveness, kind of coming off of Ted Gregory as well as some people on campus. Um, in terms of just, you know, issues that matter to us, um, educate ourselves, listen, um, get out and do what we can to to make changes. I mean, these guys are going to go on and be leaders in their field everywhere. And so it's important that we understand the issues, the concerns, and, you know, and help bring change where we can and, and make things the, the way that we want them. And um, you know, I I think that these guys are, are really incredible and there's a group of them that have are kind of leading the charge and bringing things to the team. I know we're doing, we're very active in trying to get out and tutoring in the community and the Columbia community as well as locally. Um, players are doing things in their own communities. So because we're all over, we are able to actually influence more, you know, you know with the virtual and, and stuff. So we're going to be doing some different things this this fall to, to really um, make our presence known. I think, you know, anybody that's been to our soccer games knows the fans that we have. Um, we miss them. You know, certain things are limited, but we can't wait to get back and um, have some clinics and some things on campus and, and out in the community as well. So um, hopefully that will happen soon uh, where we can really, um, you know, be a part of something special with everyone around the community as
0: well. And you brought up Ted Gregory, who we had on this podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, walk us through the experience um, with him on your your team call and what you guys took away for, from that. I um, thought his
5: uh, team call with us was really powerful. I thought he facilitated an incredible discussion with our team. And our team is predominantly white. And so it can be difficult to start those conversations. And I thought he did a really great job not only starting a conversation, but providing with with providing us with a lot of resources information and information for us to continue the conversations on our own. And something that I personally really appreciate is that he actually gave us his phone number at the end of our team meeting and offered to continue the conversation with anybody who wanted to. And he since has been incredibly helpful to me personally, and I know to other girls on the team, um, both in terms of learning more about the history of social injustice around Columbia, but also um, he's a great mentor and, you know, starts conversations there, but is also willing to help us in a career sense. And so I think that it was an incredibly valuable meeting for our team. And to have that kind of person and that kind of leader come in and talk to our team was uh, really a really great experience.
0: Well, that's uh, about all the time we have on that note. We're going to finish up here with the women's soccer program. I want to Actually, the-
1: Mike, wait, wait. Cue the air horn. We're in, we're in, we're filling we're in for
0: row this week. You're I'm, filling steal I'm filling in. Stealing yeah. the segment. Filling
1: in. I'm stealing the segment. Played our it perfectly. Faithful, <laughs> yeah, our faithful
0: <laughs> listeners uh, will know this story, but for you all, uh, Megan Rojas normally has a segment called "I Just Thought of Something" because normally when we started this <laughs> the basketball podcast last winter, we try to wrap up the show, and she just randomly think of something funny to ask our guests before. We sign off. So we've turned it into a weekly spot. So Kyle's going to take it over this week.
1: A lot of pressure Kyle here. and I'm not going to do it as well. Mike hates when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I see here on your bio page um, that you come from a lineage, it says, of Ivy Leaguers. A lineage, which includes your mother, who's a Brown alum, and your father, who played football at Dartmouth. So my question to you is, are there any other Ivy Leaguers in your family and did you specifically not want to go to Brown or Dartmouth because that's where your parents went?
5: <laughs> well, there are there is one other Ivy Leaguer in my family. My brother is a stellar lacrosse player over at Princeton. Um, in no way do I like Princeton athletics, but I am Princeton lacrosse's number five's biggest supporter. Uh, my brother is
1: That's allowed. That's allowed. You can make an exception. On the
5: national team, So I really can't hold much against him. But um, no, Dartmouth was a little too far in the boonies for me. And <laughs> Tracy liked me a lot more than the Brown coach liked me. And I have never once had a regret about my decision to be at Columbia. So I'm a lion at my heart and no amount of Ivy League lineage will ever change that.
0: So, Were your parents trying to push you to, to their alma maters during the, the process?
5: Um, my dad loved Dartmouth. He had a great time there, but he wanted me to be happy at school. And I think he knew that New York City was a better fit for me than uh, Hanover, New Hampshire. So he was super supportive of my recruiting process. And I'm actually lucky to have a dad who played sports in college to sort of help me through that. So, no, I didn't feel pushed at all. I felt, I have always felt supported by my family. And now you'll see my dad walking around in Columbia gear. So.
0: <laughs> but nice. he never thought that was going to happen. <laughs>
5: It, Sam also, Sam
2: also knows the color light blue is far better than any of the other choices she was up against so exactly. you know I just want to be clear that we look the best okay
5: we look you know, the best we are the best yeah there's not really mm-hmm. much up for discussion there I definitely chose best among.
1: yeah I, I don't want to you know I, I'm saying this because your mom went to brown and I don't want to mm-hmm. knock brown I mean but it's got to be hard to recruit to that color
5: <laughs> yeah my mom actually graduated from Berkeley, so she only spent two years at Brown, so it's a little bit cheating, but um, she switched to some better color schemes after that. Yeah,
1: (laughs) yeah. All right. Well, that was... uh, Ro just thought of something. We're still going to call it that segment. (laughs) I just uh, tapped into Ro's sixth sense there to figure out what she was thinking. So, on that note, Mike, I think that wraps up this episode of the Roarcast, uh, season two of the Roarcast here with our... Columbia women's soccer team. I want to thank uh, Juliet, Sam, Kayla, and coach head coach Tracy Bartholomew for joining us. Uh, really looking forward to listening to this episode on Monday. Uh, if you want to follow the Columbia women's soccer team, you can do that by going to gocolumbialions.com and clicking on the women's soccer links. If you want to find our women's soccer team on Instagram or Twitter, you can find them at, at CU Lions We've changed all the handles recently to make it easier for everybody to find. So, all of our official sports handles start with CU Lions followed by the sports. So, CU Lions Sock for the women's soccer
0: team. So, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode with women's soccer and enjoying all of our uh, takeover content on Go Columbia Lions social media platforms. We'll be back uh, in a couple of weeks with our next team. You can find this episode and all previous episodes. Uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, basically wherever you get your podcasts by searching Columbia Athletics. So subscribe, find us, subscribe. We need more listeners or else we are on the, we'll are we be on the verge of getting canceled. No. <laughs> no. The operating cost, the operating no. cost is just too much, <laughs> just too much.
1: Well, we gain, we always say we gain listeners every week. So yes. we've, gained, we've
0: gained more listeners. So, but on that note, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening.